Good morning. <clears throat> so I'm sure that most of you have heard the saying, never criticize anyone until you've walked a mile in their shoes. Now that's really good advice. Because then, when you do criticize someone, you'll be a mile away. And you'll have their shoes. <laughs> but seriously, every person experiences hardship in their life. And we seldom know the difficulties that, that the person right next to us are going through. And so that being the case, today's first reading and the gospel are, are sort of like bookends to the Christian life. They are in some ways like a roadmap for what to expect and how to live out the Christian journey. So in the Acts of the Apostles, St. Paul and Barnabas are going from town to town and they're proclaiming the good news of the risen Lord. And then they're going back to these towns. And they're strengthening the faith of those who came to believe. So a very important thing for us to keep in mind in this day and time is that to live out an authentic Christian life, it means that we must endure many difficulties. In fact, we heard in Scripture that it is necessary for us to undergo many hardships to enter the kingdom of God. So in the Gospel of John, so Jesus tells his disciples, and he's telling us today, to expect that the world will hate you because it has hated him first. And he's telling us that his disciples, those who have accepted the title of Christian and those who are not afraid to be known to be Catholic, will at times be treated with contempt, will at times be dismissed or ridiculed and maybe even persecuted. And so Jesus makes it clear that the pathway to heaven is not always an easy one that it does require us to sacrifice and be willing to suffer as our Lord suffered. So the hardest part is really not the suffering. It's what Jesus teaches us in the gospel. Jesus tells us that we must love others as he has loved us. So that means... Even, even loving those who hate us. Jesus tells us that the world will know. That the world will know that we are his disciples by how we demonstrate our love for others. In a great ancient letter that was written only a couple generations after the apostles, a letter that is known as the letter to Diagnetus, it's a letter that is written to a high um, Roman leader. 
And the letter describes the life of a Christian in the world. So here's a few excerpts from that letter. Christians follow the customs of their native lands with respect to clothing, food, and ordinary conduct while displaying a wonderful method of life. To them, every foreign land is a native country and the land of their birth is as a land of strangers. They pass their days on earth, but they are citizens of heaven. They obey, they obey the prescribed laws all the while surpassing the laws by their lives. They marry as others do. They beget children, but they do not destroy their offspring. They share their meals, but not their wives. They exist in the flesh, but they do not live by the flesh. They love all men and are persecuted by all. They are put to death and are restored to life. They are dishonored and yet their very dishonor, they are glorified. They are spoken ill of and yet are justified. They are reviled and yet they bless. They are insulted and repay the insult with honor. They do good and yet are punished as evildoers. And when punished, they rejoice as if raised from the dead. They are assailed and are persecuted, yet those who hate them are unable to give any reason for their hatred. So I don't need to tell anyone here that we are experiencing a great divide in America. And it's been going on for a long time. And I'm afraid that it's probably going to get worse before it gets any better. Those who risk being known as a follower of Jesus will be targeted. Will be targeted by acts or words of hatred and it will require a response. So in the Old Testament, it teaches an eye for an eye and a tooth for a tooth. You know, and somehow that feels right from a purely natural human emotional way of, res of responding to being wronged. But Jesus uses the word of the old law and to teach his disciples a better way. He tells us that his people, we who are called Christian, we who profess to be Catholic cannot embrace what might feel natural, but we must respond to personal attacks and abuse with love. Now that is a real test of one's Christian conviction. It's not to say that we need to stand still and we need to allow ourselves to be physically abused or harmed but that we are not to respond to abuse by becoming abusers. That we, are not allow, we cannot allow the hatred of others to cause us to become haters ourselves. 
Because we cannot control what others will say or what they do. But we must always remember who we are and whose we are. Now that doesn't mean that we must keep silent, just the opposite. When we are confronted by lies, we must always speak the truth. When others curse at us or want to shout us down, we must not be prompted to react in a similar manner. We must respond with a deliberateness. We must ignore their offensive rhetoric. Instead, defend the truth with grace and civility. You know, we really should rejoice. We absolutely should rejoice when we are allowed to be dishonored for being a Christian, for being a Catholic, for being a disciple of Jesus. Because our Lord was mistreated. He was abused and he was ultimately crucified. And after all that, he forgave his offenders. And he died out of love for us. That we might be with him in his eternal glory. And so let us pray, God, have mercy on our country. Forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us.